Whenever my world falls apart I never lose hope or lose heart Whatever the form of the storm that may brew Not with you to lean on, darlings, you Hello and welcome to The Original Cast, a podcast about original cast albums and the people who love them. I'm Patrick Flynn. My guest today is a program coordinator at the Digital Learning Department at the Kennedy Center and, she tells me, a breakfast sandwich aficionado. It's Joanna McKee, everybody. Hi. How are you? <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Of course. Thank you for being had. We are we are very pleased. We. Me. Just die. Very pleased to have you here tonight to talk about... <laughs> Oh, you can't laugh right away. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's fine. Cut it out. Cut out the laughs. This is this is so I'm serious. More laughing at the the face I gave you probably a second ago. But we're talking about the murder of the Romanovs. Right. We're talking about Anastasia. Someone holds me safe and warm. Horses prance through a silver storm. Figures dancing gray. Anastasia. So, how did Anastasia come into your life? Okay. Well, like many people, it was the movie first. Because sure. the musicals, the adaptation. The musical of the movie. movie, yeah. Yes. Um, I didn't grow up with it. I didn't actually watch it for the first time until like later high school, early college, I think. And so. I didn't have the same kind of like nostalgic affection. Saw a lot of other Don Bluth, sure, Don Bluth movies mm-hmm. as a kid. Um, Troll in Central Park, Scarred Forever by that one. Oh, nice. So that's a good one. Is okay. That's a tight cut. Well, I'm just saying it's a good cut. Like that's a deep Don Bluth cut. But. Yeah, I had I had um, some really close friends, and they had all the Don Bluth movies, including oh, okay. Anastasia. But I didn't watch that one for some reason. But so that was where I saw like um, Troll in Central Park and like. The Pebble and the Penguin, and or the Penguin and the Pebble. Anyway, American Tale is that is an that American it? Tale? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's a great one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so then that was like kind of how I was first exposed to it. And then the musical happened in 2017 on Broadway, mm-hmm. and I think I just was like cycling through musical recordings. I was like, hey, let's listen to some of the new cast albums that are out, and I listened to this one, and I was like. All right. <laughs> um, so you had seen the movie. I had seen, seen the movie. Okay. Yes, I've seen the movie, which has which they've they've altered for this sure. in some very significant ways. Well, because it's also it's not only based on the movie, the yes. musical movie. It's also based on the nineteen forty thirty thing uh, movie starring um, Ingrid Bergman as Anastasia because. Fox owns all of that. Uh, so they just yes. put them both together because they cut because the movie. Now, I'm not seeing the movie, but as I understand it, the movie has a certain supernatural yes. element to it, which this the musical, the Broadway musical does not. Does not. Right. Yeah. And so a lot of those elements they take in from the other Anastasia movie. They fly it into this one and kind of <laughs> slam the two together. That's really to interesting. Make, to make it to fill in those holes, mm-hmm. as I understand it. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's a good place to start. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how early I have to bring this up, but I guess I have to bring it up now. Oh, let's go. I so I don't hate this this musical, and I, uh, it's a bad place to start. But that's no. Where this I have is to, a great this very, is a great place to start. I'm have, really excited to have a conversation okay, good. about this show. 
I I don't dislike it. It's I mean it's Flaherty and Aaron's, you know, whose catalog we're like quickly whipping through here. We we've this done is... <laughs> we've done Ragtime, we've done Susical, and we've done Man of No Importance. Yes. And we've done Once on this Island. Yes. And now we're doing Anastasia. I mean, it's, we're really like, if, if anyone wants to come in and do my favorite year, give me a shout. Like, we're, that's the only, like, that's the last big one we're missing. It's so, they also did The Little Dancer, which I don't yes. think there's an official recording of, but when yeah. I, I didn't realize they had done that. And I was like, what? They are very, they're chameleons, the two they, of them. We talk about this a lot on the Susical episode with Brian Pofsky. They are, they are very good at suiting the material mm. that they write to the material that they're musicalizing and giving it that right kind of flair because their most mm-hmm. famous show is I, mean, I would say would be ragtime mm-hmm. and that has a very specific kind of style some of which yeah. you can hear in this but like you listen to this and ragtime and once on this island and susical and you may not immediately yeah. realize these are all written by the same i would people. not have guessed that yeah which is great <laughs> i think that's a tremendous compliment yeah especially to a composer to be able to create a lot of different kinds of of music um so I don't hate it. <laughs> that is high praise from you, but... I would say, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I've begun to wonder like what my that's reputation a, is because that's I, a glowing review. From I've gotten Patrick. comments like people that have before. I mean like, oh you didn't oh good, you didn't have like, God, do I hate everything? But no. I don't so I mean honestly, I I, I don't anything mm-hmm. this show. It, that's it, a like, good place to start. Which was like shocking to me. Mm-hmm. But I obviously listened to it. Three years ago when it came out and it was nominated for, you know, the Tonys and I listened to it. And if you go back and listen to that Tonys episode, I probably say something very similar, which is just like, I don't really remember it. Like I listened to it. It kind of goes in one ear and out the other. And so then getting ready for this, I did my customary, like, I'm going to listen to this thing (laughs) intently. Yes. And three times is my like minimum. And I like, I I might've listened to it six times. I don't really know because I kept... Forgetting it was on, tuning mm-hmm. it out, doing something else, and coming back and going, crap, like, where did I leave off? What's the last thing I remember? Somebody was singing about winter, I think. And yeah. then, like, you're trying to find the Many song. Times. Exactly. And you're just sort of like, I'm like, I don't know. I backed up four tracks. I'm like, I think it's been 10 minutes since I was in here. <laughs> So I don't know how many times, there's certain songs I'm sure I've heard many, many times yes. the last couple of days, but it was really, by the last listen through, I got very frustrated with it because I was just like, I can't have an emotional reaction to you. And I don't, mm. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, we're going to fix that. We're going to fix that. Okay, good. I think you'll, gonna, I are going to work through this yeah, together. Yeah. All we're right. going to work through this. Good. Okay, good. <laughs> well, because it is a weird, there are very few shows that I listen to mm-hmm. and they just literally give me I have no emotional response to them mm-hmm. whatsoever. It is unfair as I've said before to judge a show solely on its cast album. Um so it's not the show necessarily that I dislike, but it, it like this album really just doesn't register <laughs> my brain. <laughs> it is such a funny experience because yeah. you know it usually even shows that I that I have very little affection for. I'll come out with a song yeah, and I'm like, oh great! The only song that wow, kept, nothing. In the this. only song that really ticked my ear every mm-hmm. time I listened to it was the quartet at the ballet.
because it has that section from Swan Lake in it. Yeah. And so you're, it you're would like, hey, come up and I'd be like, good. oh, Swan Lake. Like, yeah. which, and then I go, oh, right, oh right, you know, I did, I, I, to be honest, I mean, in intense listening to it did give me certain songs that I was like, oh, that's a good song. Mm-hmm. That's a good number. That that works in this moment. But it also, you know what it reminded, oh, man, this might either be a huge insult or, or like, again, a nothing. You know what it reminded me of, actually, was the Broadway version of Newsies. Oh. Where there were like numbers in it where yeah. I was like, oh, this is a production number. Like I got this one. Yeah. And then there's like 10 songs. Yeah. That feel like, well, we have these two, like we've, this has got to be, it's like, this is going to be yes. musical. There's going to be 30 songs in it. So like we have to find moments for there to be emotional singing. Unlike Newsies, I would say the, the Broadway version. I felt the Broadway version of Newsies really reached a lot and was like musicalizing some moments that maybe didn't need to be like the mm. it wasn't whatever that thing is that like when the emotions reach a peak you have to start singing yes this thing is full of emotion which is why it was baffling to me that i wasn't responding to it because <laughs> like it's not fluff it's not yeah. a musical comedy it's a deadly serious story kind of well okay so the story is like that's part of what i should say the historical aspect is deadly serious what it is based on yes but is it so anyway before we go any further if you could tell everybody the story of anastasia (laughs) greatly appreciated okay well here's my here's my stab at brevity sure we are in 1927 leningrad aka st petersburg right Ten years after the events of 1917, the Russian Revolution, all kinds of stuff, um, including the murder of the Romanov family and the end of the Romanov line. We have a young amnesiac woman named Anya who is taken in by two con men and under their tutelage is either learning how to be or having a conversation with maybe who she is the long lost duchess anastasia because the uh grand empress dowager she's called the dowager mm-hmm, right. in the show um has this reward out if somebody can help her find her long lost daughter granddaughter anastasia so the con men and anya are getting ready to train her up on anastasia and go find the do- the dowager in the meanwhile is another player, Gleb, who is a a loyal party man yeah. who is determined to track down Anya, make her reveal her her lies that about being the Duchess, and if she is actually Anastasia, then he's gonna kill her. Right. There's all kinds of stuff there. So that's like the shortest version I can give. He's the one whose father killed Yes. Allegedly killed the rest of the Romanov family. Lev okay. is one of them. I so I haven't seen the Ingrid Bergman Bergman movie. Sure. So I don't know. I Where Gleb think, comes from? I think from. Gleb is like an original this Could musical be. creation, mm-hmm. and his addition is one of the weirdest things to me about. Like I love this musical in the sense of like it feels like one of those um, like metal toys you get where it's like, can you? pull the two pieces of oh, metal sure. apart and mm-hmm. you're like trying you're like this is impossible and that's how i feel <laughs> with this musical where i'm like what is going on here because it's an adaptation of the like family friendly disney competitor princess movie mm-hmm. but at the same time it brings in way more 
sort of real life history, but like alludes to the real life history way more in a way that is like deeply uncomfortable when juxtaposed with that family friendly feeling. Mm -hmm. And those are like the two pieces of the metal puzzle that I'm like, what? I can't get these apart. But anyways, that's my summary. Sure, that works. <laughs> a lot of plot in this show. <laughs> show has a lot of plot. It's got a but surprising actually, amount of plot. You hit you hit up on something that I think might be one of my issues, is that there is a bizarre, and it goes to what I was just talking about. Was like there's a bizarre tonal shift, a lot in this show where yeah. songs right next to each other, yes, don't quite feel like they're in the same show. Because they're not, frankly. Like, as you say, one was the, the Don Bluth adaptation, and one is this more... Mm -hmm. I don't want to call it serious, because it doesn't... It, it, serious, but, but mean, it's though. not Les Mis. It's not Les Mis. But it is a drama, yeah. or a melodrama. Maybe that's the word I'm looking for. It's a melodrama, so it's not like... It is trying to, to evoke emotion. It is trying to take itself, I think, the right level of serious. It's not trying to, like, mm -hmm. be very self-serious. It's not Scarlet Pimpernel. It's not a Frank Wildhorn yeah. show. You know, it's like, it's really, it, I think it's trying to find a balance and be an entertaining three hours or however long this show is. It's like two. It's is definitely it really? no late Miz. Is it tight? <laughs> it's, it's no late Well, that'd be Miz. good. I think it's right around two hours. Okay. I'm, I'm I can get down with that. The I, I mean, the cast album is, is, is a breezy what 80 minutes so like that's yeah that's pretty intense but it, it it does have several of those moments where like i say i'm like I, I don't quite know where these two things go together because the villain in the in the in the movie which again i have not seen but i'm aware that the villain is um rasputin right it the villain in the movie is rasputin but it's such a like he's this undead wizard character well right because right? the real rasputin died <laughs> in the early 20th century yes. and we're now in the approaching the mid 20th century yes so yeah like, well he he, he like comes back to life which is part of rasputin's um, like yeah his mythos. legacy yeah yeah um right. and he has like a little talking bat side character sure, like you and, do. Yeah. but i think the uh the movie kind of uses the anastasia myth as its launching point mm -hmm. right but then combined with the fact that Rasputin is basically this undead mystical supernatural wizard, doesn't really return as much to the whole kind of like Russian revolution history and like bloody past. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have, obviously you have the fact that like she thinks she might be Anastasia and they're trying to get to the, to the Dowager. Um, and there's like one kind of spooky dream sequence, but mostly it's like, okay, we're not gonna like think about it. But the musical is like, it's really, really strange to me. And it was, so I saw it at the Kennedy Center mm -hmm. when it came on tour. Um, shout out to Tiffany Bryant because she's the reason I saw it. Oh, cool. Um, and it was, it's, it's interesting to talk about, like, I just listened to the cast recording for so long and it's definitely a show that you see it. And I was like, whoa, it's like even worse than I realized. <laughs> 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 like, I love it, but... Um, and it has a, it gives you a lot to think about, but I was like, whoa, the problems here are even more problematic. And that dissonance is wider when you see it because the, the, the book scenes add even more of like the levity and the jokes and explicit references to the Russian revolution. Right. Which I did find, I think uncomfortable is the right word. Like I did eventually find it to be like. This, these people, like, 
got killed like in yes. a in a in a gruesome way because I did make the mistake <laughs> of then <laughs> clicking on the Anastasia you know, link. Yeah, you and being went like, down the rabbit hole. I did not very far. Okay, because it's upsetting. It but upsetting. it is like it is really. It's one of those things that we all know happened. I mean, you, right. you know that there was the Russian Revolution. You know the Romanovs were killed. Um, but because, and I think it's largely because there's photographs, mm-hmm. which there aren't for like, because it's very similar circumstances. It's actually, I don't know, depending on how, it's, it's, I mean, it's a lot like the French Revolution, mm. where they're taken prisoner, they're held for a long time, there's hope they might get out of it, like, and then they don't get out and of it. And they don't get out of it. And they were probably never going to get out of it. It's sort right. of the, like, the bit. Um Unlike in the French Revolution, where they were executed in the public square, they were killed in the forest, virtually, and you know, yeah, buried in shallow graves, like in a cellar or something. Yeah, and they're they're oh, that's no, they were killed. That's right, they were killed in the house or wherever they were killed, yeah, and then they were and moved and they the were forest. buried in the forest. That's yes. right. Um, and it, it should be said out loud, by the way, like the remains have been unearthed, DNA tests have been convinced, Anastasia did not survive the yeah. the uh, the assault. And none of them did. They were all in the grave, along with some extra people, just for fun. Yeah. And, but it really did, like, looking at, reading the Wikipedia article and with the pictures side by side yeah. of this, like, it bummed me out yeah. in a very, very serious way. And it's then a huge I, bummer. and then the musical didn't help. The musical was just like, I don't want to be singing about, like, this yeah. is the saddest thing ever because even if in the musical it's true mm-hmm. that she is Anastasia, which mm-hmm. is true, all right, in the, in the in musical? In the musical, yes. Okay. Got things to say about that. Okay, yes, because, I mean, the ending is rather nice. She is, I did wonder, I was really listening to it being like, how the hell are they getting out of this? Because, yeah. like, she can't, like, reclaim the throne. But so they have her kind of disappear. They sort of, oh, no, it wasn't her. But the grandmother knows she's alive and she goes yeah. off with Dimitri and she can be happy. And, and they give the money away and yeah. it's all kind of fine, which is a nice ending. Um, but I really did sit there and being like, this was a real person yes. who died when she was 17, 14, 13. How old was she? Oh, man. And all my research, I have like all these notes about like. Bloody Sunday and the Bolsheviks, and I don't actually remember how old Anastasia was. She di- she I mean, it was, was 1917 when she was killed, yeah. and she was she was 16 years old. 16. And it is really, I mean, I'm, I'm going to put these pictures away now because it's a bummer. But it, it is, it's a huge bummer a huge that, bummer. like, this, this child who, like, had nothing to do with anything, mm-hmm. forgetting, like, who her parents were and like especially her dad and how not great he was and he right. was not great which, which not... the musical doesn't ever bring up <laughs> yeah that was the thing as so i kept I, I did eventually go this is wrong you should you're doing this all wrong <laughs> see you're gonna find out that you have a reaction because we're gonna talk about the land of yesterday but let's and talk the about lyrics it. of let's, that let's but like, talk about but like, it but like but like yes like that <laughs> it was i i couldn't stop thinking about that about how weird it was when i saw it and it was so friggin' strange to like have the show end and everybody comes out and bows. And I was like, how weird to be standing here in Washington, D.C. in like 2019 or 18 when the tour was happening, you know, like barely 100 years past the yeah. time of the murder. And you're applauding all these American actors in this American show dressed up like the Romanovs. And I was like, this is weird. Yeah. It ain't great. It ain't great. And so it feels to me like, so this show is obviously, it's not a Disney musical because Anastasia is not a Disney right. property. It's Fox. But it often gets, like, people will forget that Anastasia is not, they're always yeah. like, oh, isn't that Disney? Because it was one of those, 
it's one of the Don Bluth properties that survives. Yeah. And anytime there's a wildly successful animated musical, it we just sort of I mean yeah. Disney's a monolith. It just absorbs things. Like, and Don Bluth was a Disney artist. He broke away yes. from Disney to found his studio and was for a while much more successful than Disney was. And so it's easy to mix them up. They yeah. have a lot of the same aesthetics. Absolutely. They don't look anything alike. Like visually, no, they, the minute you no, look at don't. it, you're like, oh, this is not Disney. But they have a very similar vibe. To, yeah. You know, I mean, the difference between, you know, Oliver and Company and The Last Dinosaur or whatever that movie was called is very, very slight. But the, Anastasia is not what was out in 1997, Pocahontas. Um, like, but it was a big hit. Yes, was that it Pocahontas? was. Was that it? Or was it Hunchback? I think it was Hunchback. 1996. So okay. it's either Hercules. It's, I think it's in between Hunchback and Hercules, which hmm. also were not big hits yeah anastasia was a as i i remember the movie yeah i was just a senior in college in college i was a senior in high school so it didn't it didn't quite like it was not something i was going to see yeah um but so yes it 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 does feel like a disney property especially when it comes right uh, like comes to broadway in the same vicinity as frozen yes there's like no way to avoid that yeah that overlap yeah absolutely exactly right and so like so that's what's interesting to me about it is that i think it's very it's comparable to other um current disney broadway musicals Mm -hmm. and that feeling that you're describing with anastasia of like there's nothing there is how i feel about most disney broadway musicals like when i listen to like beauty and the beast and the little mermaid and frozen and i really love all of those movies when i listen to their musical adaptations I'm like, there's no reason why I would listen to the musical version of this versus the movie version where it's like, that's what I have the connection with because I've Mm -hmm. seen the movie and everything. Um, And there's no added music that does anything for me. And this musical does work for me in the sense that I like a lot of the added songs to it. Mm -hmm. So it feels to me like it's, it's a musical where they weren't, and because of the added history stuff, they weren't phoning it in. Like, no, they're not phoning it in. They're no, like, not at all. they're like, we want to bring this in. We want to be saying something. But I say that questioningly because right. I'm like, what are we saying? Because this is, in addition to being Flaherty and Aaron's, this is yeah. Terrence McNally. This is the trio that brought you Ragtime, which is one of the most important musicals of the 20th century, in my opinion, and mm-hmm. one of the 10 best musicals I've ever seen. Whoa. Full stop. Yeah, absolutely. I think Ragtime is a tremendous achievement of theatrical artwork. It's good. And the next time those three people got together, it was this. Well, they were working on Anastasia and, like, the movie yes. and, Ragtime and Ragtime at the, at the same, same time. time which yes, is awesome. which is remarkable. Yeah. Crazy. And <laughs> I do feel like they are trying to take this seriously. Mm-hmm. They're trying to give it weight, which is what I think all the Russian Revolution and What's the guy's name? You say Gleb? Gleb. So I was going to say Gleb, but I was like, that sounds wrong. You're like, that's a joke it, name. It cannot be Gleb. That's his name. It shall his be Gleb. Is- and it's it's actually raising more problems than it's solving. It, yeah, absolutely. For me, it is, it is bringing up stuff that like, that like having a villain like Rasputin and it being supernatural. Yeah, does it's like keep a caricature. The, and it keeps the whole thing kind of at an arm's length. Exactly. You can be like, oh, isn't this whim? Like there's a certain level of whimsy to it. The yeah. minute you ground it in reality, you force me to think about the fact yes. that these people died yes. badly yeah. and violently. And there was, no, I mean, for no other reason than that's where they were in history. Yeah. You know, like they, 
That the is, whites were coming. Well, right. And it's the seat of, I mean, but it's the deal. They couldn't live. Like, it's yeah. the, in order for the revolution to succeed, there could be no more royal family. Like, yeah. the czar had to go. And that sucks, you know. But, like, and, you know, like I say, Nicholas, not great. Like, <laughs> to to understate it beyond belief, not great. He didn't do a good job. Not great, no. But, like, she didn't. Yeah, yeah no, <laughs> no, 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 but exactly. Like, so bummed out. Exactly. Okay. Yes. So here, so it's so, it's so, uh, just at, it's like a show at war with itself from the beginning, right? Mm. Because their whole thing is that, okay, we're going to take it seriously, but the whole show is predicated on the fantasy of what if Anastasia lived, right? right? So it's like, okay, well, these, these two things, like, cannot be. Right. I don't know. It's like this, um, I feel like it's the hot word still because of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but it's like revisionist history. Mm-hmm. And um, in a way that is like, as we keep saying, really, really jarring. But part of what also is so weird to me about it is the fact that it wants to keep bringing back like the actual history of it all to an extent. Um, but then as we're saying, like Nicholas was not a great guy. And I'm not at all implying like that – the Romanovs deserved what happened to them. Oh, yeah, no, Like, not I'm at not going to sit here and say that. But I think it's like, well, that happened for a reason. Like, the Russian Revolution and Lenin and everybody didn't spring out of nowhere. Right, whole cloth out of, yeah. Yeah, out of the sky. It wasn't like everybody was like, let's just be angry and, right. like, take them down. No. It's like, there have been a there really... There was a century of yes. poverty and, you know, horrible class structure and... You know, surfs were still a we, thing. We like, had surfed them. We yeah. did. And people getting banished to Siberia, like, is a thing. You yeah. know, Russia is a, it continues to be hilarious to this day, is a country that has obviously a long sorted and continually, yes. up until, I think it was, was it today that like Putin gets to be president forever? It's a, it's a hard country. It's yeah. A, and it's a country with a very, very hard history. Yeah. And... You know, a lot of the stuff they're talking about in Fiddler on the Roof is, is mm-hmm. like is is what is coming to bear in this period of time. And even then, they're still like 10 years or five years. Yeah. Out. And there was terrible poverty and persecution and a family living so high on the hog at the center of yeah. it. And a lot of oligarchs living very high on the hog as well. You know. there's a reason like you say that Lenin was able and Trotsky and all those people were able to walk in and be like us now yeah (laughs) no and people were like exactly exactly and so like that's the thing that one of the many things that drives me bonkers about this musical or that I like can't stop puzzling over is the fact that they're like we're gonna bring this stuff in but not actually all that stuff because there is such a um like fascination and focus specifically on the royalty and the upper classes and Gleb is like I can't remember what his his deal is exactly right but he is a he's a communist he's a party man he's a part of the new like Soviet regime and everything and he's clearly like um He's part of like, okay, if you have information, you're reporting it to him. He's probably sending people off to like the gulag. Yeah, he's a secret police kind yeah, of Yeah, he's a secret yeah, police guy. Kind of guy. So yeah, he's, yeah. he's an awful person. And also like the 
the gender dynamics and the ways in which he characterizes Anastasia, which just leads yeah. into another conversation sure. in general. Which well, is- that's a conversation <laughs> the show is not prepared to have. Like, right, <laughs> and yet it's engaging with it in a way where you're like, what is? what am I hearing? And I think that Anastasia's character actually is really weakened in the transition from the movie to the musical. Oh, really? Yes, severely so. Why is that? Um, so I think in the original movie, she kind of has a little more spunk and a little more agency, mm. particularly in the final scene in the movie, right? And it's all kind of cartoonishly, you know, violent. There's a big showdown with Rasputin. He's got his soul in this vial or whatever, and all this stuff kind of goes down. Dimitri gets hit with a rock. He's knocked out cold. Anastasia crushes Rasputin's soul. She's like, Dasvidanya, see ya. He's dead. So Anastasia has dealt the final death blow mm-hmm. to Rasputin. And then she and Dimitri have that kind of classic, like, oh, he's he's dead. Oh, no. Psych, he's alive. Right. In this musical, the final showdown takes place, like, the the actual final showdown of this show, and there is the Which is cast. when Gleb is going to kill her. Yes. Yeah. And when Gleb is going to kill her, and the way it's staged is, like, she's just standing there. He's standing there. He takes his gun out. They're singing everything that is, like, on the cast recording. Right. He takes his gun out, he points it at like her heart, then he points it at her head. In the background, the actors who have played the Romanov family are like walking backwards as soldiers have rifles pointed at them to like again bring the past back in right. a very strange way. Anyway, and he and Gleb is obviously like at war with himself. He says one of the like 500 lines in this musical that make me go, "What am I supposed to think about this?" when he asks her do you think, if Anastasia lived, do you think, or she says, like, do you think history would want Anastasia to live? Mm-hmm. And she's like, yes. And I'm like, oh, but she died. Yeah, she and um, and then he's like at war with himself. And she's like, do it. Shoot me. I am my father's daughter, which again is like, what am I supposed to do with that? Right. And then he's like, he can't. He can't shoot her. All of a sudden, he's he's hijacked the musical. The like biggest emotional arc is his. <laughs> I like that he's hijacked. He has like it's uh-huh. like they're. I think the people. Um, I think they're obsessed with Gleb. They were like, we, they're like, we mm-hmm. love Gleb, and we're gonna give him everything. Sure. And it's like, why did you do that? He's like, he's he's the worst. <laughs> anyway, um, and he's the one who's like, who's like, oh my god, I can't do it. I've come to a point now where like I thought I was this person at the beginning of the show. Now I'm this person at the end. And she's like, okay. And like, so what did she do in that final scene? She just stood there and was defiantly like, kill me. Like the other way the staging goes is that she's standing and then actually at one point she like collapses into a chair, but she's still like, go ahead and kill me. And so it's like, what, like all of a sudden her her story isn't the the same. And the other, the one other big thing I'll say in relation to how she is weakened from the movie to the musical aside from the climax changing and her taking no real direct action in it is that in the movie there's also the subplot of like the con men are like hey you're gonna come with us um to paris and everything but i don't think in the movie they tell her that there's a reward if they get her there Mm -hmm. and so that whole moment where she and dimitri fall out at the end briefly happens because she learns oh my gosh there was a They're reward money. Yeah. yeah like she's she doesn't even see um the dowager because she hears about this conversation about how it's like for the money and so she's mad at Demetri. she's like i can't believe you've used me and you've been lying to me like that but in the musical 
they tell her at the beginning that there is a reward and they're like so we'll get you to Paris and you are Anastasia and then we get the reward or you're not but whatever we're still in Paris it's a win-win the logic doesn't really like hold but anyway so it's very strange then all of a sudden in act two when the dowager won't see Anastasia and uh she like yells at Dimitri she's like when I met you I was like I was cold and hungry, but I wasn't a liar, and you made me into a liar. And I was like, what are you talking what about? What are you lying about? Exactly. And they also, at this point, they have sung in a crowd of thousands, which is the moment where both of them are like, oh, yeah. you, you really, really are, are Anastasia. Anastasia. Yeah. So it makes no sense that she comes out and he's yelling at Dimitri and saying that he did this to her and he made her into a liar. And it's like, I can't track this character at all now in this moment like why is she acting so kind of petulant and bratty and mm. that is not when she comes out in the movie and says you lied to me it's justified because right. she has learned yeah, that Dimitri's been her. using her right. so I think they <laughs> I think they they futz around in some ways where it's like this doesn't this doesn't track and yeah I don't, I don't have an explanation for that one that doesn't <laughs> Explain it to me, Patrick. Yeah, I'm sorry, I will. Come on, okay. Um, well, but it, it does feel like something that happens a lot when these adaptations from screen to stage occur is that you reach these moments, these beats you have to hit. Yeah. You, there has to be, like you said, when Dimitri dies, but not really. Yeah. You, that's a typical moment of like almost every Disney right. story is that, oh, Oh, never mind. Too far. And and that's but that's the bit. I mean, that's story structure. That's that's you know all is lost. That's a lot of things we learn about in story structure. But like you do, so you need the two lovers to split apart. You absolutely right. need that moment. You need for the audience, even though they're not really going to believe it, to be like, oh my god, it's not going to work out. And but if you don't have that, like it's nothing. So you might you have to have it. But why you get there, like, yeah. can really become. Especially when you say you take away this like very obvious thing, which is like, oh, you were just doing this for the money. You don't care about me. Yeah. It is kind of illogical that you wouldn't think there was money involved to me, but like that's <laughs> fine. Uh, but questions. even so, like, but like you say, like it's a really this this plot is really going for it. Yeah, in the sense that like we. The, Anastasia's grandmother's going to pay us a lot of money if we bring us Anastasia. Let's find us a girl who can pretend she's Anastasia. <laughs> Holy crap, she really is Anastasia. Like, th- th- and I love her. The odds of that. Well, yeah. that last part, I'm like, I get that. Like, yeah. that's at least like, oh, okay. Like, you yeah. hung out with somebody that's for a That's relatable. Time, I've never run into, them. like, the Lost Duchess Anastasia, but, but you, love also, is relatable. But it's a lot like... Like, if we decided to take you and pretend you were somebody else and then yeah. found out, oh, wait, no, Joanna really was that yeah. person. What are the odds? Like, the, the odds are bananas. The odds are crazy the that that would actually be the case. Especially because, as I understand it from the synopsis, she just sort of wanders into their lives. Yeah, literally. And that's nuts. She's looking for papers. And I do kind of wonder if it, it it's like, because it's not like Man in the Iron Mask, where like. We know where the person, like there's a person who's the, 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 the king's twin. We know where they are. We're going to go get them. Like that's the point of this whole thing. It, it, it's not like there's a, a, a woman somewhere who people say is Anastasia. Oh, so yeah. let's go find her and then take her to the Duchess. And whether or not she's Anastasia, we don't care. Yeah. And it's like she probably isn't. And then, oh, my God, she is. This is Banette. Like, oh, my gosh. Like this. That's a whole other. That's another way to go. Probably. Like a cleaner way to go. Um, yes. Sorry, guys. But 
it it doesn't it this show is making so many leaps that I feel like there's a certain point where you're just like why is she mad at him? Because it's it's freaking ten thirty. Yeah. That's why she's mad at him. Because we got twenty minutes left in this we show. We gotta get this thing rolling, man. And it doesn't yeah. matter. Like, why is she calling him a liar? I don't yeah. know, man. We wrote, we had to rewrite five songs that night. Like, yeah. it's really. <laughs> I have like forty seven thoughts because, like, my other thing is like, how do you have Anastasia? She's like, she was sixteen when she died. What would she not remember? I always thought Anastasia, when when I heard the stories when I was younger. Yeah. I assumed oh she was like eight. Oh yeah, but she's like sixteen. Like I you, know. you remember stuff when you're sixteen. She's like the youngest sister. Yeah, but you were like, if if you were squirreled away when you were sixteen, like you'd remember what happened to you. Those things would be burned. Oh, into like your why brain. she's amnesia. Yeah, it's such a weird, wonky, hard. Well, so convenient. I, it is convenient. <laughs> I think I think the music. Well, first the musical definitely de-ages her. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of the age she is when the when the tragedy happens, right. because there's like a child actor playing her at the beginning, and I I think she's probably supposed to be like maybe ten or something right. at the time. So they do that, and then I think the implication is just the the trauma of the event, right, is so awful that she just loses her memory right which like which does happen like right sure people experience really traumatic things and then like block that event out um in this case yes it is that she has blocked out her entire life before she was well but then also when she had when the memories come back Mm, and they do and they do you would all alone i love there's several moments in the songs where i've been like i didn't tell you that (laughs) it happens so early look it did it did. I, listened, I did listen to the thing several times. Like I'm not. It didn't literally go in one ear and out the other. And I'm just like, what happened? But it is like because it happens almost in the first training session, the sort of rain in Spain session. Yes, scene, yes, yes, yes. Where he like Learned says, do "I don't it. think I told you that." Yeah. It, and it comes in very, very early, which it probably should to sort of indicate that, like, no, really, she's yeah. she's she's who she, they're pretending she is. Um. But it feels like the memories would come back mm-hmm. with trauma. They kind of do. They kind of do, but I think it... she should start pushing them away. It almost feels like to me, like it, in that again, very melodramatic daytime TV kind yeah. of way, where this show kind of lives in that sort of like, no, I don't want to remember. Like it hurts to remember. Like I'm remembering it. I never I hear. Think that would be so interesting. I don't yeah. hear. Is there a song where she has a like remorseful? scream at the sky like, where are you papa this. kind of thing well, just at least a papa can you hear me what happened to my family yeah like what the hell guys gleb what the hell man oh my god i would love it if she was like gleb you're telling me that your dad killed my family that's not okay well and also apparently gleb's dad wasn't thrilled about it because gleb's whole first song is like my dad yeah. killed your <laughs> killed the whole romanov family and like my mother says it drove him nuts yeah and it's that, come bring the family to see anastasia right everybody. anyway yes yeah no no continue. but that's a good finale too is her being like don't be your father like he killed my whole family yes. just walk away yeah like, Except she doesn't say that to him. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, she doesn't do that. Yeah, but that's a that's one way to go is to like take oh, yeah, have yeah, him absolutely. have her go at him. Yes. in a very direct way of being like, if you want to kill me, kill me. Mm-hmm. But like, you've looked me in the eye. We've had conversations. Like you know who I am. Your father didn't know my pa- my family, and he mm-hmm. killed them all, and it ruined him. Yeah. So where are you? Yeah. Now, and it's that thing of like, 
that's an interesting scene. I'm interested yes. in that dynamic. I'm also interested in that dynamic of the like, if you wanted to bring, it might get too complicated, but if you wanted to bring a little bit of the like, I'm not my father, I'm not going to be my father, like I just want to be alive and find my family. Oh my gosh. I think that would have been so interesting. So that's the other reason I, like, I look at this and I'm like, well, how, could it have worked? Like, could it have worked? Sure. And how could it have worked? And, like, what what if it was this, this story of what it is to reckon with your past and to reckon with legacy, um, and particularly one that you're like, I'm not comfortable with this, I'm not okay with this, how do I make amends? Which I guess you could say... Frozen 2 then tried to do. And I was literally going to say, like, I just thought of Frozen 2 as I was saying <laughs> that. But because I wonder if if you do that to this, you're straying too far but, from the movie. But we've got Gleb. And we so do have, we have already We have already taken the movie but there is and a kicked certain... it to the curb. <laughs> Great. I don't know why that word came out like that. <laughs> they are... To the curb. <laughs> two U's in an umlaut. They are... <laughs> But there is like, when you adapt these properties, yes, there are certain things you have to do. We've talked about this on like every every movie adaptation that comes to the stage. There are certain things you cannot touch. There are certain iconic, sacrosanct moments. Like in yeah. Big, they're going to dance on a piano. Like it's going to happen. It has to, or it's not big. Right. But not, not all movie adaptations have big set piece moments you know have to exist. There is sometimes just the general sense of like, this is a musical for the whole family about the Princess Anastasia. Yeah. If we start to dig into deep to the Romanov family wasn't great and like there's a dynamic of wrestling with your past and becoming a whole thing. Like no kid's show deals with wrestling with your past because kids don't have pasts. You know what I mean? Like they're living as someone who does TYA. Mm-hmm. It's not something they care about. Like mm-hmm. that's not, that's such a huge concept to a child of being like, what do you mean your past was weird and interferes with yeah. your future? I don't have any of that. Like I, I don't remember yesterday, <laughs> let alone right now. What are you even talking about? And so all 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 TYA sort of things have to be a little more immediate. Now this isn't TYA, but yeah. it is a family friendly show catering to a family audience. And I do wonder if you're if you're working on twenty years later getting kids who grew up on the movie to bring their kids. Yeah. If it doesn't overall resemble the film, then you're in trouble. And if like if you cut Rasputin, which I have to say when I talk to people about this adaptation there were several people who were very mad yes that it wasn't just a straight translation of the animated film onto the stage with added right. songs obviously that they had done this restructuring yeah. to it and they were That's going to see it but they weren't happy about it there was a thing of like i'm going but they're on notice yeah and i think if they knew that if they were smart enough to know that like we're already screwing with this to make it quote-unquote realistic is there a sense of like oh, I don't want to push it any further. Like, if we push mm-hmm. it further, maybe we've gone, like, when has it gone too far? And I think that then what you end up with is a, is sort of death by by a thousand cuts. It's like half measures. Yeah. You're neither. You're caught in between. It's not a, an interesting musical about the actual yeah. a, 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 historical events of the time. And, and yet, it's not and, the yeah, movie. And so, like, that's it's part of what's fascinating. They could have done a straight adaptation. They could have yeah. done that straight, just like, all right, we're just going to, adapt it we'll throw in some other stuff but they were like nope 
we're gonna get rid of Rasputin. We're gonna add in Gleb. We're gonna like dredge up the Russian Revolution. And it really does feel as if though the 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 family friendly movie is kind of like this ball and chain on the show that they want to create mm-hmm. because like every time we talk about the tones not matching up, I think about one part where that really becomes apparent to me when I listen to the cast recording is they have the stay i pray you song Mm -hmm. which is like all of a sudden we're getting really somber it's like when they're all at the train station and this um they're all it's full of uh the train station is full of russians that are leaving russia because they have to because Mm -hmm. of the the bolshevik rule and so they must flee it ends with another like what do i do with that line right it's it's very like you got like a little wistful sad flute there you're like damn that was heavy if it works for you otherwise right. you're like whatever that was super like saccharine and everything anyway but then it goes straight from that into this song we'll go from there oh what a lovely ride and what a lovely day for a totally Like, I thought I was, like, walking in one place, and all of a sudden, it turns out I've fallen through a trap door. Like, I'm in a totally different location now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, in the musical, there's, like, there's a book scene. There's something that kind of bridges this moment. But when you listen to it, right. I mean, there's many cast albums, even those that have little book scenes in between, and there's still a flow when you listen to it. Yeah. Like, things kind of make sense. And in this one, there are many moments where it's not the yeah. case. And that one is to me one of the biggest ones yeah it does definitely go track to track and you're just sort of like <laughs> just cruising along yeah. in this whole thing um and the missing journey in the past yes but, you know, yes they do the yes they do they, sing the crap out of it don't they they, they <laughs> absolutely she does i they should say absolutely do sing they which just grab every note which and is a moment everything out of it because that's a song i knew and i was like oh okay like every time yeah. that one came on i went oh i know where i am yeah
I studied English and American studies in college. Mm. And so I am really interested in analyzing texts, looking at texts. Like, what do we have in here? What are the themes? What is the saying? And like with both of those things, you know, it's like, like, where did this come from? Like, who created this? And what was the context of it? And what do they want us to get out of it? Um, and so I just think that it's really like that's what I love about this show is that it really gives me something to dig into and pull out and connect to like real life historical things but then also like pop cultural properties um and like you can dredge it all up and you're like what am what do I have here now mm-hmm. um what is this thing trying to be is it is it trying to be satirical is it not is it like sitting on this fence and so that's that's where it, it sits for me you know i don't i don't love it in the same way that i do love something like little shop of horrors or starlight express um i don't but i also don't think that there i don't think there are any other musicals that i feel this same way about in that there are lots of other musicals that do obviously give you something to like pick apart and like pull from absolutely um but this one gives me so much and then also like doesn't answer anything and is just so confusing and perplexing to me. You know, like I feel like I feel like if I was like a character in some detective show, right, this would be like my one open case. And they'd always be like, they'd always be like, oh, don't. They'd be I like, don't that. mention Anastasia to Joanna. Yeah, why, right. why would you do that? Like, After she's got hours, a history. You've got a, you've got a, a board with yarn. <laughs> you're like, you're just looking at <laughs> Who is Gleb? Who is Gleb? That is exactly what it would. That is what it it would be more like. Where does Gleb fit in? Yes, because when I was like when I was creating all these these notes today, because I was like, well, what do I think about it? And I would like keep writing the same question over and over. I'd be like, what is this trying to say? And what is this moment? And what am I supposed to hold? But what is it that grabs you about that? Like, what is it? It. What's funny is that I'm with you. I'm a Mm. thousand percent with you, but. I don't like this show. Yeah, I don't care. Like it, it, it's sort of like I care more now. I gotta tell you, like (laughs) okay, then I feel swung me around and like I'm, I'm, I'm interested. But like there, because I get that feeling a lot. And actually, Starlight Express is one of those shows for me where I'm just like, (laughs) this could so easily make sense. So why doesn't it? It makes perfect sense, Patrick. He is the Starlight. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. And what does that mean? Well, when we look at the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, it's kind of a oh, don't, similar... oh, don't. <laughs> now you're making it up. Don't do that. Don't, don't, don't. Okay, listen. Yeah. Don't, yeah. you know. I have a master's degree. Okay. Settle down. I can, I can, I can, I can, I know what that sound is. I can sound like I know what I'm talking about too. All right. I do no, it every week. But like for this show, <laughs> I don't like I don't know why. I think ultimately, really, the reason I give up on it, though, is because I don't think there is a successful version of this story that doesn't run headlong at the hard truth of it. Yeah. And I like, agree. what does it mean that Anastasia didn't die? What does that mean? Why didn't she die? I mean, that's a really interesting question. Why wasn't she killed? Yeah. And. Which the movie answers in this doesn't. So what's the answer in the movie? Well, in the movie, at least there's a... In the movie, at least we learn, like, oh, how does she escape? Yeah. Because um, they add this this moment where Dimitri in the movie actually, like, worked in the palace as a boy. And so you see um, just kind of, like, 
the general uprising and rioting is happening mm -hmm. and everybody's like we have to get out of here and anastasia is like i'm going back for my music box and so she goes into this room is like separated from her grandmother um and or she's with her grandmother sorry and dimitri t is like come this way there's a secret passage mm. and he shows her this secret passage and he helps her and her grandmother get out and then later she and her grandmother are like they're on a train or something and anastasia falls off the train or whatever and then that's how they're Yikes. that's how they're separated um but they don't preserve that in moving it over to the to the stage they show. just never explain it in the stage show no, they don't explain it, which is also interesting because in the movie, it's another thing where like one of the questions, because Sophie slash Lillian is supposed to vet all the potential Anastasias. Sure. And one of the questions she asks Anastasia is, we're all so curious, how did you escape? And that's when Anastasia actually is like, there was a boy who was in the palace. And Dimitri has a moment of like, oh, my God, she's remembering me. None of that is in musical, even though it's quite neat i think in sense that like it just boom that answers that for you it solves that problem it's also dimitri like recognizing like oh she really is that's really funny princess. they don't answer it because they don't answer it that's important i know that's like wicked important i guess i mean i guess that you can kind of skip it because the that vlad and dimitri don't care they're looking for a con anyway. Right. so they don't like they don't think there is a real anastasia right so it doesn't matter how she survived and, but, <laughs> yeah. to be honest, I spend a lot of time watching Disney princess movies. I spend a lot of time also consciously watching what my children are watching. Yeah. And going, okay, like, are we going to watch this twice? Yeah. Or is this going to be something that sort of, I just sort of delete, we push it off in the background and like, oh, whatever happened to that show? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Bird ate it. I'm not sure. <laughs> What yeah, show you never can't, existed? You can't use the old never taped existed. Over excuse yeah, anymore. I yeah, you know, I still have access to the internet though. I can turn that sucker right off. But the or I can click on the wrong thing. Oh, dad. Well, anyway, um, there is no back button. But like when I watch things like you know they they love things like Tangled and and mm -hmm. and Frozen, obviously like and Moana. I'm like, okay, there is these stories that they're getting are um, uh, several magnitudes better than the ones they yeah. uh, that they got when I was a kid, which hopefully means they will be several magnitudes better in the future. And Anastasia is a product of the late 90s. Yes. And it sort of doesn't escape that orbit in any kind of way. It it ultimately lives in that kind of ethos. Like I say, the obsession with princesses writ large, with royalty yeah. writ large, with the trappings of royalty as being something good. The show kind of presents. That, yes. And it ain't great, gang. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It ain't great. In the in the sort of and it's funny that the show is like three years old now. This yeah. came out now. There it would be it would have a response like the Russian Revolution. I mean, it would be in an age of eat the rich. Yeah, it is just that ain't great. I mean, it came out on Broadway in 2017. Right, like yeah, post post Trump election. Post Trump election, <laughs> but not quite like full tilt boogie like midterm swing. Like you know, the, yeah. the full. The general, like at that point, I think the strong female characterness of it mm -hmm. is enough of a of a kick, even though apparently not really. That yep. she's, yeah, yeah, I mean, that they kind of neutered her a little bit. Yeah, because that that, that's the thing is like I think that the Anastasia of the ninety ninety seven movie was also kind of um, part of how I think they were competing with Disney was the fact mm -hmm. that they were like you know when you first meet her. Her the the style the animated style that like Anastasia is rendered in and like her her clothing and stuff 
feels so reminiscent of like like 90s punk garage band type look mm-hmm. and um and they were trying to kind of capitalize i think on this idea of like she's not she's not a cinderella and she's not like a bell or something she's not we're not introducing to her to you in some kind of um like dress lying in a field or something like that like she has this like this iron rod to her i think she has like this kind of ironness to her personality and i think that also translates into the um the romantic comedy elements of the original movie mm-hmm. and the the sort of the banter and relationship between her and dimitri which like you could like argue there's elements of that i think in in other movies around the time I think maybe I think Hercules, which we figured mm-hmm. out, comes a little comes yeah, like a year right later. After, or so yeah. yeah, also does that right where it's like you have your Disney princesses, but you also have some characters where, like Meg in Hercules, is a woman, mm. <laughs> and I think that um, in Anastasia, she's kind of like a woman, mm-hmm. but this musical makes her a girl, mm-hmm. and it does that through not just like her lyrics and her performance and however she's directed to give that performance. Um, But also like the way that other people describe her because the villain Gleb, who I know he's the villain, but he's he has these super weird lines where he describes her as like a waif and an innocent lost child. But then even Dimitri has that, like in that quartet number that we were talking about, Mm -hmm. they taught, he, he has this bit where he's like, you know, this frightened girl sitting next to me. So again, characterizing her as this young girl. And they have this whole thing where like all of them are singing like, who's going to rescue her from the storm? It's like, even though she had this this spunk and this vitriol in the original movie and, you know, stomps on Rasputin's soul and squishes it under her admittedly high heel, um, that is all gone and ripped away, I think, from the musical. it, it goes backwards, which is part of what's so also strange about it. It's yeah. so blatantly uh, offensive in that regard. And in terms of the royalty stuff, that, like, okay. One song that I never know what to do with is The Land of Yesterday. Once I had a palace here merely a flat. I fled with some diamonds and that was that It's very tragic Once ladies in waiting All bending on me Now only one lady in waiting Me No fanfare No sedentary And no coaches And we sold our brooches No afternoon carnage with the star No caviar (laughs) Which Time. Yep. I really want to. I really. Can we just like dig into this song for a minute? Sure. Is that okay? That is like, absolutely okay. Okay, great. Because I have no idea what's happening. This song comes like early half, early half of Act Two. Um, yeah. Maybe the middle, and we. It's at the. It takes place at the Neva Club, which is basically this club for like expats or for specifically Russian expats in France, mm-hmm. and specifically like Russian royalty and aristocrats who have had to flee because of everything that has happened in what is now the Soviet Union. (laughs) Um, 
And so they come to the Neva Club where they can all like reminisce about the good old days. And Lillian is the one that kind of like leads this charge. And there's all these really strange lyrics and stuff where they're talking about how they used to like play no more card games with the czar, no more caviar. Um, all these all these things where they're like they're like lamenting it. Mm-hmm. And when you listen to it, you're like, is this supposed to be satirical because on its face you're like it's satirical right it's a bunch of rich people talking about how great the good old days were and what a shame it is that this uh old like all these bolsheviks or whatever came along and killed the czar and his family and ushered in this new communist regime god i miss the good old days (laughs) and so you're like that's satirical right Except that the musical has also done nothing to inform you of the fact that at the same time that these people were playing card games with the czar, like World War One was happening and everyone was dying. And again, like all like this, this history, these events that happened in 1917 didn't come out of nowhere. It wasn't like a vacuum. Like there, there was a lot going on and there were these class struggles. And so but the musical doesn't acknowledge that in any way it totally wants to talk about the romanov family being dead it won't let us forget that it wants to talk about how bad things are now and how terrible the new you know like like communist soviet regime is that and we don't forget about that because we have gleb representing that but it doesn't care at all about like the fact that this came from somewhere and because of that it's like it's not really satirical because you haven't given us everything and at the end of the day our hero is the grand duchess anastasia right and everybody else in her orbit not everybody else but like other important people in her orbit are also important royal figures like her grandmother and lillian who's there for comic relief so it's like what do I, what do I do with this? <laughs> what, what's well, it's also not a show that here? ever ever gets satirical, so it can't yeah. be like that. That is obviously not the answer. They've given us no indication right. that this is a tonal issue. So what what is it? I think it's one of the things where, for Americans of a certain generation, most Americans, I wouldn't even say Americans of a certain generation, it's so easy. I mean, because Lenin is a villain of history mm-hmm. and communist Russia Soviet Union is a villain of history in the West and is a villain of history I mean I think largely and that's easy so if they're the bad guys then the people they deposed were the good guys if Anastasia especially if Anastasia is our good guy and that's wrong. There were no good guys. There were no good there guys. There were only innocents and guilties. I mean, it's yeah. that thing of like, what's again, we come back to the interesting part of this story is this, is this young girl mm-hmm. had nothing to do with any of it. Right. Right. And Absolutely. was killed because of it. Yeah. And that's tragedy. That's legit tragedy. Yeah. And it happened. Yeah. So it's historical tragedy. Like it's a real thing. And so if you want to bring her back to life or say she never died, the issue we're now wrestling with is why am I alive? Do I deserve to be alive? What does it mean for the larger political structure that I'm alive? And then if we decide that the ultimate 
thing is like she's just gonna go away like she survived and the best thing she can do is go away which is probably true and like her grandmother will just know she's alive and that's enough like to, to that that's a beautiful moment you still would like a reconciliation with the past in that moment of a thing of like if we're going on a journey to the past then yeah, let's go let's on go the journey right let's to go where we're going let's not pretend that yeah. let's not romanticize it yeah. because this is unromanticizable i mean i think that's yeah. the thing for me is that they romanticize something which is horrifying and has no – it doesn't have any bad guys. It doesn't have any good guys. It's just people, despicable people being deposed by other despicable people. Yeah. But like – and you can explain away this, that, or the other aspect of it. But ultimately, the the Russian Revolution was very, very complicated. <laughs> and while Lenin wasn't a great dude, I think we can all agree, the people on the ground were suffering and so turned to someone who was doing a thing that were like, yeah, because this is better than that. Yeah. Or or maybe not. But either way, this is awful. Like yeah. where we are right now is terrible. Also, according to uh, Playbill as of yesterday, it's mm-hmm. just been licensed yes, for school did. production. It just got so licensed. check yeah. out your local high school. It'll be there. They'll they'll be showing Anastasia. Absolutely. Uh, hopefully they're using it as a way to talk about Russian history. I'm sure but, they're not. <laughs> so like. There's all these little pieces um, that are not included on the cast recording that are still sung. And there's this little uh, Land of Yesterday reprise. Mm -hmm. Reprise. Reprise. I never actually say this word out loud. I think Um, both are correct, but we say reprise. We say reprise in this house? Okay. (laughs) We believe in the Oxford comments. We say reprise. This is how we work. So Gleb is just like always skulking around, and he's skulking around in the Neva Club. He does seem like a big skulker. He's a big skulker mm-hmm. um and he after the land of yesterday song happens which he's apparently been witness to mm-hmm. he comes out and he sings a little land of yesterday reprise um where he sings lost in their mad imperial heyday how sad is the land of yesterday and it's really strange because you're like well that's true right and it's being sung by our ultimate right. awful and villain. i'm supposed to hate you yeah <laughs> and i'm like well, he's wrong about 99.9% of things out here, but I don't quite disagree with Gleb on this point. Yeah. So it's it's strange, but I, I think you're I think you're right. Like what you're saying about, you know, Americans and, and an American obsession and fascination with royalty, and I think that's an element that I, I do keep forgetting about mm-hmm. with this show, right? Even though it is like it's so American. Right. Um, and I keep yeah. getting that element. And it's, I, very it's very American. It's very American. It's very American. Good guys, bad guys, blah. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, get girl, they kiss at the end. Whatever, Excellent. who cares? We're happy. Right. Life's not that complicated. We had a great time. Yeah, Here's right. One, okay. Or we Here's did. one good thing. <laughs> or for, I, in terms of the additional music, uh-huh. I really love the song, My Petersburg. That's where I learned my stuff in some rough company. There's the boy that song i think it's really fun i love belting along to it in the car when i don't have a sore throat um and i like the sentiment in it that is also kind of echoed in stay i pray you but it's more fun and 
St. Peter's, my Petersburg, um, the sentiment of like um, being raised by a city and mm-hmm. hating a city but still loving a city and just that kind of feeling, that connection to like the, the conflict that you can have about your own home maybe mm-hmm. and your own like government and sure. i find that interesting and relatable sometimes yeah i would say <laughs> so, so that that's i feel like i've said so many like i'm confused i don't understand it why does it do this but i do like the show and i do really love that song is that your favorite song that's definitely my favorite song oh, okay yeah thank you so much joanna for bringing <laughs> oh, the show thank you for listening to, to anastasia <laughs> over and <laughs> three over times again. that's really nice it's of what you. I, it's <laughs> You know, it's the you. Least, literally the least I can do. Where can people um, where can people find you on the internet, should they wish to? Oh, uh, on the internet, you can find me on Instagram, um, Joe Mackey underscore. Nice. I guess there's some other Joe Mackey out Probably. there. Probably. Um, that's really where I am. And once every like month or so, I'll post a picture of a mountain or something. Nice. <laughs> Mountains are cool. And people can find you at the Kennedy Center, sort of. Yeah, kind Possibly. of. Right. Might I see mean, you about. Let's <laughs> yeah. see your work about. You can find me near rehearsal room seven. They, oh, yes. All right. Oh yeah. I'll yeah. I'll plug uh, the Kennedy Center's website has just been redone, mm-hmm. and there's a new education section, which is awesome because all of our education resources are finally like hubbed together in a way that makes sense. You can check out all of the digital learning teams resources under classroom resources, and they're great. Um, right. There's a ton of awesome stuff. If you're coming to see something, you're like, well, I want a refresher on the opera. Go to Classroom Resources, check out the opera collection, familiarize yourself with Don Giovanni. It's great. The original cast is produced and edited by me, Patrick Flynn. The original cast is on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Original Cast Pod. You can follow me, Patrick Flynn, on all platforms at Unknown Penguin. Enjoying yourself? Leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and tell the world. You can also find the original cast on Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, and wherever fine podcasts are available. My thanks to Joanna McKee for coming and talking to me. I'm Patrick Flynn, and I can't. I have rehearsal. (laughs) 